just draw their, their attention to the fact that they are being invoiced in US dollars and that it can make some sense to, to look to be invoiced in the local currency. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. Really excited to be joined by Mark Ridley from Green Shoots FX. Mark, can you just give the audience a quick introduction? It'd be great to hear about your background. I think, you know, how you came through correspondent banking. And we'll get to, you know, what ultimately led you to to start Green Shoots FX. But if you could start with your background, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks very much, Jeff. Appreciate you uh, taking the time today. I guess the briefest of, of backgrounds will be, I've been at this a, a very, very long time. Uh, and it started out over 20, I'm embarrassed to admit almost, over 25 years ago in the UK in branch banking. And then very quickly from there, I progressed into working for a couple of international banks and moved into sales and relationship management, initially focusing on corporates, actually, UK and European corporates. But it wasn't too long before I then found myself at Wells Fargo or First Union National Bank, as it was back in the day, that's now Wells Fargo, and managing transaction banking relationships with other banks in Europe. That's really where I guess the, the, the correspondent banking interest for me really kicked in. The payments interest really kicked in a few years before when I was on the, on the corporate side. But uh, it wasn't then too long before bouncing around from one institution to the next. And that wasn't really because I was career-minded. It was more that other institutions kind of looked at what I was doing and said, hey, why don't you come across and do this for us? But at the very core of, of the product set that we've always had, uh, our disposal has been FX payments. And so we've gotten to know the various corridors and various banking arrangements and traditional correspondent banking methods very, very well over the, well, certainly over the last 20 years. And then five years ago, we decided, my, my family and I, my wife is actually from the States, and so we made that decision to, to move to the U.S., and so I joined BMY Mellon, uh, where I was heading the uh, Treasury Services Sales and Relationship Management team for North America, specifically focused on the on the bank segment again. And so for the last five years, we've we've probably met with, or I've probably met with, like two or three hundred financial institutions, banks and credit unions, large banks, community banks, and that's kind of like how we've uh, how we've evolved over the last kind of quarter of a century. Yeah, so you have obviously you have a massive knowledge of the cross-border payments and FX world, which kind of led you, I think, to where you where you're at today for for starting Great Shoots FX. Could, so what is it? What is the key goals or values of Green Shoots FX? You know, and, and based on your knowledge, what led you to believe that there's an opportunity in this market for to start this business? Yeah, so we're we're one of several thousand institutions out there. Um, even if we put the banks and the credit unions to one side, what do we got in the States now? Like 8,000 or so of those. And then there's, right. yeah, exactly. Right. And then there's tens of thousands almost of, uh, of companies very similar to us. But um, so look, 
I guess we weren't put off by the fact that there is such a, a wide variety of competition out there. One of the analogies that was kind of told to me recently was, look, nobody, nobody looked at the Ford Motor Company and said, okay, look, they've done it. Let's just not even bother trying to develop something any better than, than that, right? So, you know, we, we just, we, with the experience that we have in terms of calling on banks and getting a sense of, and I'm going to be very careful how I say this, but like just getting a sense that a number of institutions have frontline staff that know what they know, they manage relationships to a certain degree, but very rarely do they really want to engage themselves in foreign exchange conversations, right? So again, trying to be very careful because I know that's, uh, that's not everybody, but generally people are just willing to do enough to satisfy their client need. We've always been about, or I certainly have always been about, my business partners have as well, wanting to go above and beyond. And so knowing how convoluted the process can be for banks moving money overseas and also the pricing, the margins that are typically offered by some institutions being maybe a little bit more wide than we would like corporates to have, we just felt like we could pull something together ourselves and um, and put that out there as a as a viable solution. But I'll also say that that was that that was very much a pipe dream for us over the course of many years. We've been talking about this, and then just the you know the opportunity to do something about it presented itself earlier on this year. We said, okay, look, maybe now's the right time. And a number of individuals have even said to us, like, why now during a, a pandemic? Well, small businesses are hurting even medium-sized businesses are hurting. And so if we can provide some advice and guidance to them such that they pay less for their foreign currency, meaning that they might save a couple of thousand bucks or tens of thousands of dollars, that could be the difference between not meeting their financial obligations when they fall due. It might help them prevent um, from having to furlough Bob in the warehouse, who's a key kind of component to their day-to-day business, right? So yeah, we just we just felt like now could be the actually the best time when people really do need to tighten the the, the purse strings effectively. And there are many companies out there as well that that we know that we've met that we've even spoken to that don't know what they don't know, and so they kind of with the best will in the world blindly go about their business because one of the phrases which I hate the most is that's the way we've always done it. And so, but they don't know any different. Maybe they're sending US dollars overseas instead of investigating the need to actually pay in a foreign currency. So they agree a price with an exporter. They're happy with that price. It's in US dollars. But through us, we know that we can help them drive down that, that dollar value. So by being invoiced in, in the local currency, for example, the exporter. So there's there's that, and I'm trying to be very careful as well because we don't want to give away too much of our secret sauce and you know what we're looking at and what we're trying to trying to do. But we're you know we're also keen to put out some thought leadership pieces as well to 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 generate that awareness, particularly for those like I say that don't know what they don't know, to maybe read some of the things that we put out and say ah you know what that's applicable to me. I get that. I understand that. Let me investigate more. Yeah, so I guess based on your knowledge in going to these smaller FIs in your previous role at Bank of New York Mellon, that's where you realize how underserved a lot of these, I guess, SMBs or SMEs in the U.S. 
are when it comes to the FX space. And then COVID obviously precipitated the need to tighten up the purse strings. And I'm assuming, you know, I haven't done a lot of research in this, but also COVID with everyone working more remotely, we've seen a lot of interest, uh, specifically when it comes to payroll. And a lot of these small companies, if they're digital, they may even be paying somebody in India or the Philippines or the Ukraine. So we're seeing a lot of traction in that market. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because part of our website does describe companies that have overseas subsidiaries, maybe overseas offices, and the need to maybe pay salaries or pension payments. And so through our bulk upload capability, that that also makes life a lot easier for your uh, for your average corporate treasurer as well. Now, I know you guys did a lot of discovery. Just for full transparency to the audience, Green Shoots FX is a partner of Currency Cloud, and you're going to market with, with our platform. Can you tell the audience, because a lot of our audience is payments industry professionals who might be thinking, right. you know, something like what you're doing uh, to try and change the market and better serve the SMEs out there. It'd be great to learn a little bit more about the process that you went through in the last 12 months or so and looking at all the options is how you could actually build the company, maybe. Sure. Well, I think it'd be fair to say that at the beginning, uh, beginning of the journey, like we didn't know what we didn't know either. So it becomes a bit of a, like anything, I guess, like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And in the, in the, in the, once you start peeling away uh, the layers of the information and you find yourself being introduced to others who introduce you to others, then you're, you know, obviously your knowledge base is going to grow. So we just made a couple of tentative inquiries to a couple of tech companies and, 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 and particularly a couple of companies that, that I knew in the UK that were already doing this kind of thing. And they then introduced me to some other companies that were doing something very similar and also to some fintech companies that could at least give us some guidance. So then when you start having those discussions and knowing what you know about the industry anyway, the, the questions that you ask in the due diligence process, then very quickly uncovers who's really good at it and who's not very good at it. And then we found a couple of a couple of companies that that we really liked, but still felt like there must be more out there. And well, once we were turned on to Currency Cloud, the discussions became very apparent during the discussions that you guys could satisfy the need that we had. And and there were there are definitely fintechs let's say out there that that can provide maybe some bells and whistles here but we're kind of falling short here and some that were good in other areas but fell short elsewhere with currency cloud we i felt like or we felt like we could get our cake and eat it so all all of the individual components or all of the individual reasons why we buy any service and particularly from from currency cloud could actually stand up on their own right but then collectively, it just makes it a little bit more of a compelling and easier decision to, to go with Currency Cloud, quite frankly. Great. And as far as, you know, obviously, we've, we're starting with, uh, you know, the serving these SMBs. Could you talk a little bit about your market research? Like, what do you, what do you see out there as far as the rates that some of these SMBs are getting at their local banking partners? What's the, kind of the education process that you go through when you're consulting with one of your potential clients? Well, so first and foremost, like for the last, like I say, 20 years, banks and credit unions, whether it's been in Europe or been been here in the States, have been have been my clients. And so they're very much my baby. 
I know them incredibly well. I know how they function. I know why they buy, how they operate. Um, and I really, really, really enjoy meeting them. And I'm super grateful for the friendships and the relationships that I have personally. So the banks that we have, we have met that I've described, we, we just know through, through the years of selling foreign exchange payments to them that the margins that we as correspondent banks have typically offered have been, you know, they, they, they can be good. In some cases, they can be probably maybe a little bit wide. It all depends on the on the flow, of course, from the client. But then that institution needs to, in many cases, may maybe mark up the payment again themselves for their own revenue. So, from a research perspective, we know that the the user, if you will, the corporate client, is experiencing some wider margins than if they were to maybe come talk to fintech or a, a, a PSP like us, right? So, so we know, so we know that we, we know that there are companies out there that are in need of, of finer margins. And then just over the course of the last six months, really just researching through discussions with individuals that we know, with banks that we know, research on LinkedIn has, has put us in touch with a lot of companies and a lot of CFOs. And we've had a lot of very interesting discussions, probably more so over the last kind of two or three weeks, really, where CFOs and treasurers and, and COOs in particular, they're aware of the margins that, in many cases, the margins that they're, they're currently getting through maybe even some of the, the kind of like larger national banks here in the States, but always have found an excuse not to really investigate doing anything about it because over here, they've got a list of like 50 other things that they're already dealing with, right? And so it's about prioritization. So we're trying to expedite a lot of those conversations to say, hey, you know, let's try and move this foreign exchange piece to that that critical kind of list of 50 things and maybe even kind of move it up the pecking order. But but certainly through just through the conversations that we've had that have then yielded, hey, thanks for talking to us and thanks for helping us out. Could you also go talk to my sister company or to other companies that we know that are non-competitors? And provide the same kind of valuable advice and help to them as well. So, again, this is really kind of like starting to to gather momentum in a very very short space of time. So, before we know it, we'll probably be looking at having to expand the team more quickly than we than we had anticipated, which was probably going to be more of a twenty twenty one initiative, but it's probably going to be more of a uh, a kind of a December kickoff for us. Great. Great. And I know you mentioned some thought leadership stuff. Obviously we're on the podcast here. I've seen you do a few videos. What do you have in mind in, in terms of getting the word out there and, and doing more thought leadership? We always love to hear about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, some of the basic stuff really around highlighting to certain companies that maybe, and I, I use this as an example earlier on, but certainly highlighting to certain companies about their, their current kind of cash management arrangements. So if they are invoicing, uh, sorry, or being invoiced in US dollars, to just draw their their attention to the fact that they are being invoiced in US dollars and that it can make some sense to to look to be invoiced in the local currency. We also want to put out a couple of pieces specifically aimed at the community banks and the regional banks and particularly some of the smaller credit unions that the maybe they're losing business because their clients are asking them for some international payment needs. 
they can't be met. And so the client has to go find that elsewhere and then runs the risk of having that client move all of their business to the larger provider because in many cases, the larger provider is going to have a minimum revenue requirement that's probably not going to be met by one or two payments. And so the corporate's going to be, in many cases, potentially forced to move their business, right? So we want to help community banks, regional banks, credit unions of, of any size really retain their clients. So we've got some ideas that, that, we, that we're going to put out that can, uh, that can help support that initiative. Yeah, I think that's interesting. So you would maybe even potentially partner with some of these smaller FIs around the US, the community institutions who are so underserved. As we know, I think it's like 70% yeah. of these companies, banks are using Wells Fargo um, to get their FX. So yeah, I think there's a huge yeah. gap there where an FX firm like yourself could step in and then be a partner to the bank to actually better serve their customers. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so one of the comments I made earlier that, that I really, that drives me nuts, which is that that's the way we've always done it. The other, the other comment, and, I, and I've heard this a lot over the last few years or so is, but Mark, clients are not asking for that. <laughs> and the reality is they are asking, they're just not asking you. Mm-hmm. So the, with the best will in the world, it's tough to kind of monitor that and manage that within the regional institution, because often that question might be asked of a frontline employee, could be a uh, could be a bank teller, could be the relationship manager, and the, and the, and that's where the buck stops, and that's it, and the conversation ends there. Rather than the RN, then maybe taking that to the relevant person internally within the organisation. That's the person that I'm usually connected with. So you know, in, in a way, I think the clients are asking; they're just not maybe asking the right individual within the company, or at least the. Uh, within the bank, but or at least the message is not getting to the right person within the bank. But we can absolutely assure any credit union and community bank of any size that they do have clients that do have this need. And whilst maybe that entity, that business is potentially being serviced by a larger institution now for maybe some of these payments, it's only a matter of time before that bank is is going to be forced to say to the mutual client, like, move your business, get it across to us now. Right. So we can help institutions protect their existing uh, revenue by potentially partnering with us. And we've, we've, we've already got a couple of good conversations underway, actually. And I'm going to look to my right here, which is my <laughs> whiteboard of to-do list, which has actually now gone beyond the whiteboard and is now on the wall. We're, we're, that, that's going to be a big push for us. That's going to be a big push, push for us. But just even over the last week since we've launched and since we've started putting some pieces out there, we've already had some proactive correspondence with uh, some smaller banks and, and credit unions across the US already. So the proof is definitely in the pudding, but we know there's a market for what we can offer. Yeah, I think that's, that's a huge market in the US. So that'd be, and I think a lot of the FIs starved for that but like you said it's a lot half the time they say it's not a problem but hope i think that's changing where yeah. you start seeing it as more of a problem yeah 100 agree 100 agree now obviously you're starting with payments and fx to to power to these smbs is there you know we is, do you have any plans of developing further beyond the solution that you have today in terms of maybe offering you know small business customers more of a even some lending services, potentially debit card. Have you thought of any of that? What's your idea, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the 
the danger is that we don't necessarily want to try and be all things to all people. We want to try and be niche in what what we can offer. But at the same time, if you have the attention and, the, and you have the audience of a, of a CFO or a treasurer or a finance person, they're going to have more than one problem that's going to require solving. So if we can at least have in our toolbox either additional products and services that we could offer, or at least where we've investigated partner services that we could refer them to, then we think that we can have a more kind of like holistic, supply chain value proposition. So yeah, look, we, you know, we, we're definitely investigating what, what merchant services companies are out there. I like the idea of uh, accounts payable solutions. So like converting checks to virtual cards, for example, there's a, there's a num- number of very good companies out there, but we don't just want to refer clients to them just because they might think that we're getting a referral fee. We're only interested in referring where we've done our due diligence and we're referring to a quality institution that's going to support the business of, of, of our client. Trade services is also another as well. Trade has, has been part of my arsenal also for about 20-something years. So if we can figure out what we can offer in and around the trade space, I think that with what I've just mentioned, we'll, we'll provide a nice bag of, of tricks, if you will, that will satisfy most of the kind of current climate issues that the companies are facing today. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to build that kind of network and ecosystem where you could, obviously you're going to focus on the FX payment side of things sure, and managing that risk and ensuring that they're not getting hosed on these fees. But yeah, there's, you could easily bring in a, a third party to help with some kind of cash advance. There's a lot of, you know, the merchant cash advance uh, platforms are really kind of expanding. Right. Rapidly. I think that's a really interesting market. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had two of those types of conversations today. And we, we, again, we weren't really thinking about potentially having to go down that road until maybe a 2021 initiative. But again, through the some of the pieces that we've pushed out, through some of the marketing efforts that we've had, people are finding us already. And we've been effectively out there for a week. And so like, we, we're really kind of surprised about the attention that we're getting and it's it's been a little bit overwhelming so uh, every now and again i've kind of just got to sit here and just kind of take take stock take take a breath and prioritize like what do we want to do and when do we want to do it you know and that's changed half a dozen times or so over the course of the last six months and then easily 15 to 20 times just in the last week alone so I'm trying to ignore that whiteboard just out of the corner of my eye because it's just getting out of control. One thing at a time, right? Well, listen, Mark. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're really excited and it's awesome to see all the, the success that you guys have had and kind of the traction you're gaining in the market. And we're happy to be a part of your success. and Hopefully, we'll continue to do that for a long time. For everyone who's listening, what is the best place to, to get in touch? The website? Yeah, look, you can get get in touch with us through uh, greensheetsfx.com or you can get in touch with me directly at mark.ridley at greensheetsfx.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Hopefully you'll see some of our posts out there and find those uh, find those interesting. But we're happy to entertain a discussion with, with any company, no matter how big or, or small the, um, the transactions that they might have. So, you know, we designed... Green Shoots FX because we want to provide a service 
to all, essentially. Great. Awesome, Mark. Well, thanks again for your time and look forward to staying in touch. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for your time too. And thanks to Currency Cloud. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.